Welcome to the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. Okay, everybody, I'm incredibly excited for this latest project. We are launching today our season one, episode one of the Queen Divas podcast with one of my most amazing friends, Stephanie Ayala McHugh. Hello, guys. So good to be on, Ali. I miss you so, so much. I wish I could give you a virtual hug. (laughs) Oh, my God. Right. So we are going to be discussing today for everyone, I guess, and I'm sure you're all going to have a lot that you can relate to in our in our conversation, a recap on the 2020 (laughs) and how different it was for Steph and I, considering that we are so used to living in an environment globally where we we get to see each other for three or four months of the year. (laughs) And in this year, we went a whole year with nothing. Nothing, not at my sis. I miss you. I'm just honestly, it was such a weird year, at least to say, right? Um, weird and very, very adapting that everybody has had to get to, right? So, oh my god, um, right? I think uh, flexibility has been the uh, the the key word for 2020. But I guess for anyone that's tuning into this that is not familiar with either myself or with Steph, you can tell by our accents. But I'm from the land down under and uh, she's living it up in probably one of the better states at the moment from what I can gather in America in, in Texas. Texas, y'all. Everyone does everything bigger, better, large in charge with some really great barbecue. Oh yeah, you know it, Ali. You've came down. Actually, Ali has been here in Texas. She was here at my wedding. Um, she was what my, you know, one of my bridesmaids. So she was definitely uh, someone that has got a little good flair of Texas. Uh, I so love it. I love barbecue it. and the Latino it's, culture. It is on our list of where we are going to as soon as we can sort of, you know, fly the coop, so to speak. And, you know, for everyone that is tuning in also, um, we're going to talk about maybe some of the differences of experience and the perceptions of the current global situation. Because you know, whilst we're all sharing in this same pandemic, this pandemic has looked incredibly different for every single one of us. And, you know, we're bantering offline a few moments ago, Steph and I, about just how different the experience has been for Australia versus, you know, most of the um, most of the world. And as I think a few people have talked about it, you know, they've, they've sort of labelled Australia COVID-free, right? And um, we're not necessarily COVID-free and we have most certainly had our, you know, impact from this, you know, this pandemic, but it's definitely not been anywhere near as extreme or I guess as severe as, you know, a lot of the, the rest of the planet. And so, you know, we're, we're incredibly grateful and blessed for our blessings here. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're not, um, you know, ignorant to the, the situation that's been unfolding around us, you know, overseas. And so Steph, you guys have had a very different year, you know, I think professionally, personally, um, you know, community-wise there. Why don't you sort of let us, um, give us a bit of a snapshot, I guess, as to 2020 for you, uh, when it has come to, let's start with our own personal journeys and your prep, where I know I laughed because you did exactly what we were about to do and posted a picture and said, 12 weeks out for the third time. 
<laughs> it's you know what we were chasing a carrot the whole year right like that's literally what you and I were doing with them moving the shows and even my clients I think everybody in the team and you can relate is you were so uncertain what shows were going to go on so everybody just staying in prep and including ourselves uh it was it was a very odd year um but you know i think that because we had to adapt overcome a lot of these obstacles no gym right like we were a lot of a lot of the year without access to you know having any type of gym and still to this day a lot of the country still doesn't have access to a gym so we are fortunate like you said we're in the state of texas we are in the south and the majority of the south is open so you can, you know, really name a lot of the states like Texas, Oklahoma, you've got, you know, Georgia, Florida, all of them have stayed open a more, way more, let's say 75% more than the rest of the country. So we are very blessed uh, on that side, you know, but with everyone else, I felt horrible because everything getting shut down, even including you guys, like not being able to travel within even your own Uh, within your own country that's crazy like that was actually probably the most difficult part from this was because you know there were situations in Australia where you were completely stranded from your loved ones and your partners Um, there were weddings that were sort of cancelled there were you know funerals that people could not attend and and I personally experienced that with my my Omar who passed Um, And that was a direct result of us being unable to travel within our own country even. We actually had two states that whilst we didn't have the broad, you know, impact to the whole nation like we've seen in, like, say, the UK and and Europe Mm -hmm. and especially, you know, in different states in, in America... We've had hot spots, though, that have been locked yeah. down, that have completely derailed the broader national economy in, in you know, sort of in some ways. And yeah. a prime example of that was, you know, our Perth, our, our whole West Coast, um, it literally shut down to the entire nation for pretty much 90% of last year. So they literally only just opened up their borders for anyone to enter or exit in the last um, few weeks. So Perth was the most affected? Perth was... Perth was no, Perth was the best state of the world. Oh, they were the best. So they were. This is why. They were like, got it. You can keep (laughs) your germs in every other state. You can't come in here. Like it was, it was pretty intense. But I mean, it was again just another um, situation of how a particular um, protocol was rolled out, right? And that was their, their governing decision was to keep everything locked. And it was probably a smart move for all intents and purposes, but it definitely did impact some things and it definitely impacted. I've got clients that have had you know, just mental health impact on that, you know, being oh, able to go and visit other family members in other states, um, trouble getting work inside of yeah, Australia because they basically, yeah. yeah, they're going, well, we don't want to give work to people that have moved from another state. We want to keep it local because jobs are scarce. So just lots of impact like that. And then obviously Melbourne, poor Melbourne, they had an outbreak. They got it under control. They were, you know, sort of just starting to open up again, but then they locked down. They were locked down for, I think literally maybe half the year, like it was pretty intense. And so where America has been really lucky in the sense that you guys have still been able to have some physical shows run, right? The WBFF in Australia, we had to close every single show. So we had no shows at all for the whole of 2020. Which is, and that being because of the government, you know, obviously shutting yes. down from state yes. to state. So, yes. And I think that was one of the only differences, because here, like I said, half of the yeah. U.S. is still shut down. Like they, they, I'm telling you, have been shut down since the since COVID actually happened. They probably were open a month to two months 
sporadically in the last time, yeah. like since yeah. they got shut down. So um, that was like California and New York and, you know, a lot of the northern states, uh, Washington, yeah. you've got like Boston, all of those are, like I said, they're all shut down and just like, like what you just explained sounds exactly their situation <laughs> um like everything the economy like not just for work but in yeah, general yeah, like it's yeah. just shut down and still in lockdown so we have been and that's one of the reasons why i think uh 2020 was easier um not easier in a lot of aspects but yeah. easier for say, in the economy um you know not being completely shut down uh i think we all face challenges personally not even regard like you said mental health right like whether if it's like physically working out or obviously being able to go to your work and having that as a stress reliever because sometimes some people have that as a you know obviously uh, it's, it's my ritual to see my coworkers and I actually like exactly. going to work, you know, and having that social setting. Exactly. So it did impact a lot of people having to trans, you know, translate yeah. to working from home and being completely cooped up and not having any human touch or, you know, obviously being able to see people. Uh, yeah. Some people went a little cuckoo, you know, including my own <laughs> sister. Like, she's going maniac. She's in California. And I'm like, you're going I crazy, girl. Really, I definitely some people, you know, <laughs> lost a few marbles <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the ones with children god bless you guys I'm, i mean it i really oh, mean homeschooling oh my yes. god <laughs> yes i i yeah. i really i was just kind of like well this was the year that i'm in fortunate i didn't have children but i do feel like i have a big team of children i will say that right like you do you are coaching and are you know obviously in a way yeah. helping uh your clients and and they become somewhat of you know your second child right you relate yeah. <laughs> and yeah no so besides the pandemic really shutting down the gyms and impeding some of the prep um you know dad got cancer this well last year i can't say this year anymore <laughs> uh last year and i think that was the biggest hurdle for us as a family and as an individual having to deal with that with the closest person in your life you know and i think doing prep at the same time and trying to you know stay in such a positive mindset it's very yeah. difficult and you just try to really overcome it with training, with trying to keep that positive uh, you know, circle, you know? And I think that that's one of the biggest things that we were blessed to have positivity from the team, you know, from all our family that was local. I think the ones that weren't locked down were a little more positive. I get it. I get it. If you were, if you were locked down, you're suppressed, you're depressed. I get it. Like yeah. you, you have all the right, you really do have all the right. So I feel, I feel really bad for like other countries that still like UK, like right now I know is um, like on their fourth or third walk. I forgot what number um, yeah. walked down. Crazy. So and I mean, look, and the cases are the highest I've ever had and there's yep. you know, a lot more fatalities and yeah, but then oh, again, gosh. though, it's snowing there and it's the thick of winter, which is probably the peak of all of this, right? So yeah, I really exactly. do feel, I really do feel for those sorts of situations. And I think, you know, for, from a personal context, for me, this was probably the strangest year for me in when it comes to prepping, when it comes to, you know, training my schedule and what it looks like, because anyone that sort of follows me or knows my history of my broken back knows that, um, yeah given the nature and the, the, you know, severity of what that looked like for me, it's, it is an ongoing thing. And I have a team that I work with. I'm not coached by one person. It doesn't work that way. Not with the anomaly that is me. I cannot be progressively loaded normally. I, there is nothing textbook about me. And that is not just talking about my headspace. <laughs> so, so there's nothing textbook <laughs> about me at all. And so, 
for me, what I found a real challenge was the fact that then when we got into this lockdown, because I'm intrinsically motivated. I, I do not need external variables to motivate me. I am driven. I've got discipline and work ethic. Those things are not questionable variables for me whatsoever. They're locked down. But what was difficult was I couldn't get care. I couldn't get treatment. I couldn't have, to put it into perspective, my normal routine looks um, a certain way to keep me still lifting and functioning normally without, you know, um, I guess, you know, neural tension or pain or, or structural issues. And I will have a Pilates session one-on-one -on -one with a physiotherapist that works on, you know, deep cores, pelvic thing, a whole bunch of things that keeps my structure right once or twice a week. I have needling from head to toe once a week. I have adjustments once a fortnight. I then have a rehabilitation-based session that I do once a week, which just looks at, you know, where my hips are rotated or not. And it's just cueing and patterns that, you know, keep me going. And then when I'm loading, sometimes I have to load with alternative lifting structures. So it's, it's very hard to replicate that when you're not in the right environment or you don't have the right equipment accessible to you, right? So I went through this phase in the first part of lockdown when my body actually just wasn't getting treatment and what I call rig repair, right? It's like getting your vehicle service and I need servicing way more frequently than most cars do. So <laughs> I suffered like the first six weeks of lockdown. I actually had a relapse with my back that was quite bad. And I couldn't see anyone. I couldn't go anywhere. I had, a, and, and the way that it was, um, it was a brand new thing. It wasn't anything that I had experienced before because it was in my C1, C2 and it affected my body differently. So we thought initially for the first half of my lockdown that I had a calf tear. Anyone following my journey would have seen this, that I had a calf tear that then they did an MRI on and it turned out that I had medial meniscus um, what were you doing to think that you had a calf tear? This is what goes on with my, with my body. It's so fucking random. So I was walking because that's what we could do, right? With lockdown initially before I had the equipment set up my house. You can actually go outside. I'm sorry. Yeah, going outside walking. And, um, and I was getting this feeling like I had a handbrake up my leg. Like I couldn't walk. I couldn't go forward. Like I kept getting this pulling in my calf, right? And it wouldn't go away, didn't get better, doesn't matter. I was doing these Zoom calls with my physiotherapist, um, going through stuff and everyone's looking at it and going, I think that there's something else going on. It's time to get an MRI. When I could finally get in to have this procedure done, because remember, everything's on lockdown. You can't, you couldn't go anywhere, you couldn't do anything. So again, I'm nursing all this stuff. I'm still prepping for a show that I'm hoping is going to go ahead, but I don't have my team. I don't have my normal system. I don't have access to treatment or specialists. Seven weeks deep, we find out that I have this medial meniscus tear. I start getting these um, PRP injections into my knee. Oh, my goodness. Bloody nine <laughs> weeks later, I'm effectively now 10 weeks, what would have been tw 12 or 10 weeks out, and I'm tracking a little bit behind the eight ball only because of all these things, right? So I couldn't train properly. I couldn't get this treatment. I was having all these issues. Me being me, though, I don't give up. I kept going. And what I do is um, I go and finally get a sports doctor that follows up and does another assessment. And we find out it's got nothing to do with my leg. So I spent effectively 15 weeks of the year focused on one body part. Reading that part for no reason. Hey, wow. Right. So when we talk about the personal changes, right. If, if we weren't in COVID, we probably would have addressed this and found out what the issue was within four to six weeks, not 15. Right. And then it turns out, guess what I had to have done? 
in the middle of COVID with all of this was the most random experience going in with this 1.5 meters. And it was just, it was a really random experience. I had to have another epidural cortisone injection into my back, which would have happened at what would have been 10 weeks out from the second show with the second, yeah. the, the, the okay. second removing. Okay. Yeah. And because at first I was like, shit, I might not even make the show now, but then they moved and I'm like, yes, okay, I'm fine. I'm going to make it. Yeah. 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 Got yeah. My injection, oh, my start rehabbing the actual issue, which was fine. <laughs> And then yeah. you find out that the show is getting moved again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just makes me go, okay, this is great. Fine. More time. So my whole year went like this. Normally in a year, I see a little bit of progression and a little bit of a change. And, and I'm feeling like I'm stronger in some area. This year was just really random because it was like, as you know, um, Steph, we had deficit maintenance, deficit maintenance, deficit. There was no surpluses. There uh-uh. was no uh-uh. growth phases it was just literally you nailed it though there there was no like, growth and oh my god it was so weird when it was yeah it was <laughs> I felt like I was more in maintenance phase all of 2020 yeah. versus yeah. deficit or maintenance was where exactly I was at the whole year just because we'd been prepping since the beginning of the year to make sure that we were ready for worlds after worlds got made for the first time uh, same as you I was like okay great extra time all right, not not a big deal. It's just moved a few weeks later. When they moved it the, the second time again, I was not happy. I will say I was like, I'm going from going from the warmth to now you're gonna tell me I'm gonna have to go to the cold. I was not happy. Okay. I was like, I was gonna get the sun. I was either gonna be in the Bahamas both the times, and now you're telling me I have to be in London. I'm sorry, that is not what I was expecting. <laughs> So I, I was not in the same perspective as you as like the extra time, yeah. but I get where you were at, like with, the, so, you know, you know this is really great too, because people are hearing just how different our respective journeys were, right? And so if you had have even looked at us physically in our two separate journeys on the other side of the planet with very different set of circumstances, I was probably looking oh, like relatively good all year round, but I never like peaked, peaked, whereas you still managed to get a peak, which was pretty cool. <laughs> You know, and I think that there's a, there's a level of um, accomplishment that comes from that, right? Yeah, you see your physique in a different light. Like you're able to see what improvements you need to make. And that was one of the things that I was like, all right, 2020, I just need to get over with you because I need to grow in season. You know, we need to actually grow this year. So I, I'm with you. I think that that was kind of a washout as far as, you know, more of our prep or, you know, obviously doing a reverse. What reverse? I mean, we really, I did reverse out from that last maintenance phase, but not really because the holidays are kind of around. And I'll be honest, I like really just stop tracking for like my week in, in uh, Christmas yeah. week in Cabo. We just you know what? I'm going to relax and just like not worry about any of that. And um, it was, it was much needed. And I'm, I'm in a, such a different headspace now going into 2021. Yeah. I think that we use a lot of excuses or at least I'll also not you, but myself um, as far as, you know, um, just some of the things because of what was going on. I think even businesses now, right. It's yeah. because of COVID. This yeah. is why we're not doing this anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah always use it as that backboard and I don't want to do that anymore I don't want to say because of COVID or because of exactly. you know the pandemic uh we have to be exactly. this way it's like no let's we've got to find a new way you know find a new uh coping mechanism if that's what we got to yeah. do right like if it's not fitness like and actually because fitness has always been what I, I cope with my stress or anything going on and uh with double whammy in, in the year of like you know with the health of my family as well as uh uh just like the the pandemic I couldn't really just cope with it with fitness. I felt like it wasn't enough. I felt like it was still something that was on my mind. It was something that I couldn't just escape 
from uh, just by like releasing, you know, some endorphins and breaking a sweat. It wasn't like that. It was actually something I had to find another coping mechanism. And for me, there was like kind of really finding that uh, I, I've talked to you this about this, Sally, is like how much music is so important, you know, in, in, in just the essence of spirituality and, you know, really making you feel um, just more self-confident, your self-esteem and just kind of detaching from, uh, you know, physical aspects, appearance or anything like that. So uh, I just found myself in a different space, uh, really resorting to a lot of music, a lot of more interior design, just because I think a lot of people probably picked this up, right? Like during the during the uh, lockdown, you just started to remodel your house and started to like yeah. pick up, you know, maybe organize, you know, organizing the closet, organizing things because you have the time that you never really got and you're locked at home. So uh, I think all of that really did help too. And going into this year, I'm like, all right, like I feel like Martha Stewart mixed with like, <laughs> I swear. Fitness mixed model with, to do yeah, fitness modeling <laughs> as well. So it's cool, yeah. I think that that's a really great, um, you know, sort of take home for our listeners too, is the fact that you're sitting there and you're listening to both of us. We've had some pretty crappy set of cards dealt to us, you know, I think with, you know, family health and, and for me loss and, you yeah. know, for both of us, just ups and downs and roller coaster rides on, on our own prep. And you got to remember we're three time world champions chasing a defending title. So it's not a small thing we're doing. And it, yeah. you know, if it had been any other year, it may have maybe affected me a little bit more mentally where I might have looked at the situation and gone, hey, I'm not I'm not good enough or I'm not doing good enough or I'm a fraud because I'm not doing these things. But I didn't. And in fact, what I loved about 2020, and we talked about this offline too, is it, it brought so much balance and so much peace and so much self-compassion to my life. And Amen. I have walked away from 2020, I believe, a better person, a better partner, a better mother, and a better athlete. And Amen. I had a crappy year with regards <laughs> to some of the physical side of things. But you know what? I've come out of it better yeah. because what I've done is I've created and focused on, and I'm loving the fact that you talk, talked about this because this is exactly what I've done too. I said to myself, I've still got the same 24 hours in a day that I had before COVID. What's different, right? Well, what's different now is I'm not flitting from one place to another and living out of suitcases and airports and um, hotel rooms and in and out of beauty therapy, um, beauty services teams all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like I had five minutes to sit and think and hear myself think. And so what I did was I took a, a very proactive approach to creating really um, enhanced daily habits, right? So what I wanted to do with my days was work out how I could get the most out of my days, how I can make them productive, how I could feed back into what I needed to do to be successful despite the limitations, right? And I love that you looked at the things you could do in your home and the stuff you didn't have time for. Well, I just threw myself literally into my post-grad studies um, oh yeah, so you were studying like, every time. <laughs> what are you doing, Allie? Where are you? It's like <laughs> always finishing <laughs> something, doing something. So I'm I ran three <laughs> courses in. Um, I ran three courses in in 2020. One uh, finished two that have given me advanced um, qualifications in women's physiology and that. strength and conditioning. But then my last one is my post grad in my performance nutrition, which. You know, for everyone listening to this, I tried starting this 18 months before and I literally carried around 20 kilos. Stephanie saw them. She's I remember. I'm 20 like, kilos <laughs> of fucking textbooks. And they were going to Dallas, to Atlantic City, to the Bahamas. They were everywhere with me. And I was just not getting the time. 
So I had this situation where I actually turned around to my lecturers and said, look, guys, I just need you to defer for six months. I need to get through my world championship. I need, there's things I need to do and then I'll pick it back up again. So I have smashed through it and I have literally been two sort of semesters ahead. So same 24-7, right? Same 24-7, same 24 hours in a day. But what I've done is I've become more productive. I'm in bed earlier. I have a better bedtime ritual. I'm up earlier. I have more constructive and productive start to my day. I have a system and a flow that is just, I feel at peace in what I'm doing and I am getting through, Jesus. Steph, I've always, yeah, I've always been that. able to juggle a million balls. I feel like at the moment, I'm pretty much Cirque to fucking Soleil. Like, I am like, <laughs> I have like five million <laughs> balls on the go. I love what you're saying there because I, like you said, I've watched you. You've been trying to get this, you know, obviously done for quite a while, probably since I've met you. And uh, now that you actually have got that accomplished and got that done, I mean, that's such a great, such a great achievement. And you... Um, if you can, you know, obviously let us know what were some of the things that yeah. you did uh, to be able to schedule in yeah. some of your studies uh, and to prioritize, obviously, right. some of those uh, things that you were always putting aside when we. Oh, you know, 100%. Here. And it was just because like, it's like everyone, right? I think this is the, the common issue that most people face. There's no boundaries. You get to yeah. a point where you're just so busy and there's so much to do that you just literally, you forget the boundaries. You forget the boundaries you set for yourself, let alone the boundaries you, you set for other people. So the first thing for me was I went, right, enough. I need to actually take control of my sleep. I need to set a boundary for myself where I'm no longer going to work all the way through the night some nights. I'm no longer going to be out. available for calls in the evening. And it's not because I don't care and it's not because I'm, I'm re- reducing my service standard. In fact, my clients have got more time with me, more effective time with me, and in fact, more contact with me. But it's just been in a better, more structured, well-boundaried way, right? So I, I decided to look at my day-to-day and my week-to-week and I blocked it out with time zone times that suited all the different time zones because I have such a large global team where people could book and connect in with me at certain times for calls. Then outside of that, I would stipulate my times on my programming and my review for my my client check-ins. But I worked out and got really real with me. When am I cognitively at my best for studying? Okay, these are the times of the day. What days do I need to allocate so I have definitive, non-negotiable, cannot be overridden, cannot be taken my ass out of the seat in the library? These are the days, these are the times. So at that, I, and then I would I would dedicate a space in my house that's not here at my office desk, but it would be in my temporary library with my yeah, yeah. textbooks, my anyway. reference materials and my journals. And that I'd anyway. immerse myself in that space for two hour block, right? So it was a dedicated boundary-based um, time frame that was a non-negotiable for me. And that's how I started. That was the first little thing I did. The second little thing I did once I realized that the mornings were best for me to get a lot of work done before people were online and I was feeling like I was being pulled in different directions or the household woke up and I had other people to be, you know, um, preparing okay. stuff for. I basically meant to, you know, I, I looked at it and went, well, Christ, I can't be going to bed any later. Then I became a Nenna babe. 2020 made me a Nenna. I became a Nenna. Instead of being in bed at like 10, 30, 11, I'm now in bed and I'm asleep by nine o'clock. If I'm living large, it might be 9.45. <laughs> like, what the fudge? Who even oh, am I? That is like- I mean, who are you? <laughs> but then I'm waking up in the mornings where I have my study, I'm waking up at like 4.30, right? Because I'm getting a solid two hour gap on my study on the Tuesdays and Thursdays was where my days. 
Um, and then I'd have time appropriate in the evenings where I'd go through readings, I'd do, read a reference journal, like there'd be stuff that I'd be doing. But effectively, did I take away or subtract from time where I'd be spent doing other things? No, I actually optimized my existing structure to allow this yeah, to happen in a way where I yes. was effective. And so hey, this is exactly, yes, this is exactly what they need yeah. to like listen to. Exactly. Just, look, same for same for working out. Like what you were saying there, I'm like, oh man, this is exactly what they need to do, or anybody can take away exactly. to pencil in their workouts like if you're not currently even training or doing some of these extra things that require some attention and some effort to schedule into your calendar do it the same way Ali just explained trying to find that non-negotiable time that you already have you already are doing yeah. it whether if you're surfing on YouTube <laughs> right you're like yeah. during that time so why not make the surfing on YouTube valuable time and what I mean by that is if you're studying something search on YouTube for people that can give you more information oh. reference oh, learn Learn. You know, yeah. yeah, exactly. Educators, innovators, you know, people who are going to inspire and motivate. Spend your time on that, not on cat pics and crazy dog mm -hmm. videos or whatever the hell else you've got now. Hey, those are cute because I, I right? think they're funny and cute. They, and they, have their place. <laughs> they definitely have their place. Hey, right? hey I like them more than humans sometimes. So. <laughs> not going to lie. 2020 definitely brought out that. Um, so, you know, like I think, I think number one thing, get really real with yourself and look at where you're inefficient, unproductive, does not serve you. That's number one. Number two, where can you optimize the small things first? Try not to do everything all at once. Don't go in all in, all at once, all or nothing mentality because it's like dieting. You'll fail and your ass will be head down, bum up in a pantry and a jarful in the teller before you know it. Don't do oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just literally yeah. pick one small thing that you already do. So, okay, let me give you an example. One of the things that I picked up on that really um, enhanced my day-to-day -day function that puts me in the best space for the course of the day but ticks many boxes is this. I would wake up and before I would even get out of bed, I wouldn't hit snooze, but I'd turn my alarm off and then I'd meditate. I'd lay there and I'd meditate. I'd, I'd have gratitude for a few things. I'd meditate and I'd meditate on the day as well. Like what I wanted to achieve, where I was going, you know, outcomes I wanted. I'd get up, make my bed, go brush my teeth and then go straight outside with the dogs, right? So I'm already getting up and making my bed. I hope everyone's doing that. I'm already Good brushing idea. my teeth. But while I'm brushing my teeth, I'm listening usually to a podcast and then exactly. I take the dogs for a walk, get my vitamin D, get my steps in, start the day with a fresh mind. I have not immediately gone and dove into work. I have not immediately done that. I've allowed myself the time to set up my space and my head for the day, right? You're like um, mirroring images at the, at the morning like that because 100%. that's honestly how I... That's that's exactly what we need to do, whether if it's a prayer or yeah. if it's meditation or if it's a way for you to journal some of your thoughts and kind of maybe yeah. just a to-do list even, right? Like just yeah. trying to tackle the day with a lot more organizational skills Correct. and just like seeing what happens or what comes your way. Because I, I know- Getting up, rolling down the couch, COVID, <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Five hours yeah. later, you, exactly. you binge watched, you know, obviously a few episodes of something. So you definitely need to- first thing in the morning, wake up. No. And clearly if you, if you aren't a morning person having it done the day before, cause you're not going to be yeah. really in a headspace to, you know, set up yeah. the day for, for success. If you are more yeah. of a night person doing it in the evening time before bed, what are the things that you have to do tomorrow and yeah. having that list already kind of ready to go and then still doing your meditation or, you know, whatever yeah. it may be some, some good yoga or yeah. something that allows you to, you know, really decompress even from the morning to not allow negativity. Um, I think one of the things that 
helped me a lot and is still helping me to this day. And I really want to make it a, a big goal to continue doing this for the rest of the year is not opening your phone at all for when you first wake up. Yeah. The, the power that a, just a negative text or maybe work and stress, right? Rises up, your cortisol levels already start raising and you already start just feeling overwhelmed from the get-go. So it allows you to just really take some time for yourself in the morning. Like you said, do your bed, brush your yeah. teeth, get your coffee in, take your, you know, walk your dog for a walk. That's normally what we'll do, you know? And so that allows you to have your you time and then you can apply, you know, yourself for work emails and, you know, social media, if that's your, you know, work or what, if that's what you're And the other do. thing too, is that you're blocking that time and dedicating it with focus to the task yep. again, right? So if you are legitimately then, you know, you then get back, sit down to do whatever the work is, whether it's, you know, working remotely for a corporate or you're doing, you know, client work or you're, you know, studying, whatever it is, then you're focused in on that and you've already got the clarity, been through the process and set yourself up for the course of the day. But I also find too, if you've got family, it's it's roping your family into being fit. It's taking, you know, kids, partners, mothers, fathers, whatever on that journey and that walk with you and starting their day right, right? For the people that always say to me, you know, I just can never get my steps in. I'm like, how does that happen? Like I get up in the morning, I walk my dogs for 45 minutes and I've literally done like five and a half thousand steps. Exactly. What are you talking about? Exactly. It's really like, true. You do 30 yeah. minutes. I know you've at yeah. least got four to 5,000. You're like good. Yeah. So and people will talk about not being morning people. And I totally get that because I've gone through my own phases. But I think that you can build and create that. You know, you go to bed earlier, you get up earlier. Simple. Um, I and also like think. No, hitting on that, just because I've, I, I agree with you, but the thing is people always normalize what a morning is for them. Like 5am isn't the same morning for every single person. An 8am person can be the same rituals that a 5am right. person does. So if you work really late, like some, you know, bartenders or people that work, you know, just a night shift, clearly their morning doesn't look the same at 5am because they're working at that time. So if they wake up at noon, guys, it's the same ritual. You wake up, you're fasted, you know, you wake up and do your routine, whether if that's your step. So yeah, it doesn't matter if it's sunrise, birds are chirping, or if it's like a sun's right in your eye and it's 3 p.m. If that's your wake up time and that's obviously your routine for your work schedule, then you definitely have to build that routine. So I'm with you 100%. 100%. So, you know, for me, they're the things that I think um, I've taken out of 2020, along with the fact that I've really become very aware of the things that actually give me peace and passion, right? So, you know, if health and fitness is 100% always at the very top of everything for me, wellness is, you know, a way of life. It's not a, it's not a fad. It's not a trend. It's not a diet for me. It's just the way that I live. But I have 100% also became very, very um, effective in 2020 at cutting the things that are no longer serving me, at making space for the things that belong um, in my inner circle and my immediate time, you know, and energy and investment. Amen. And really nurturing the relationships with the very few people that deserve to be in that, you know, sort of sacred space. So I just don't give time to things or people or places or thoughts that don't honor what I want from, you know, me or from life. So that's another thing that we got out of 2020. So, you know, I'm not um, by any stretch of the imagination, not being an active member in some of the things that, you know, as a broader community or a broader race perspective needs, you know, my input or my, you know, involvement for sure. But I just don't sit in spaces that are 
unnecessarily negative, toxic, conspiracy based, like I'm out, <laughs> I'm out. Exactly. And I just Thanks. think that that's another really great thing that I took away too, where you've got the time to do it. Um, I fell in love again this year in 2020. I fell in love with, with myself, but I fell in love yes, sister. with yes. my family and I fell in, I fell in love with Christos all over again. I feel Aww. like, we are, I feel like that's we're five minutes true. into a relationship oh, that's seven true. years deep almost. Right. But, <laughs> and, that, and that to me was really lovely too. Right. Cause I think oftentimes when we're hectic and really busy, we can take the things closest to us for granted. And we can 100% um, think something's unconditional shall always be there, but we really shouldn't live life like it's not necessarily capable of being taken away tomorrow because it could be. And I think we, we forget Absolutely. that sometimes. And so 2020 really reminded me of all of that. And I'm a much more invested, not that I was ever not, because he's always brought the best out in me, but I'm a much more invested you know, woman and partner and mother this year than I've ever been. So it, it, excites, it excites me for where we're going and it excites me for how I can now translate this new, um, more well-rounded version of myself into a year where some normalcy comes back online. Because this is, that's my challenge for 2021 is continuing to be, you know, all the elements of me that I have fallen in love with in 2020 um, and even more so, even better. In 2021. Hey, I, I love, love, love what you said. I think falling in love with love all over again, like you said, was exactly uh, something that everyone should take home with them just because that for me, it was family, like family is in, in friendship, right? Like yep. you really found out who were your real friends I'm and your sure. real family members that truly, truly mean a lot to you and truly you care for and that you may not even know care so much about you. Um, I think that was one of the biggest ties and bonds that I had within my own family with a lot of stuff that was going on. Of course, clearly the health concerns were um, things that brought us a little more together, but it was, it was a pandemic. It was the lockdown, you know, not being able to see your, your family members, like, you know, just hopping on a FaceTime right. and really showing appreciation and gratitude for their love and just for them being in your life, uh, for them being alive. Right. Like, I just, think, um, for, I don't know if it was the same for you, but it definitely was for me we just stepped into this place of communication of really powerful conversations mm. of some that sometimes were difficult, right. To actually say how exactly. you feel about something when it might be something that affects you negatively, or it might be something that, that, you know, it gives you a bit of trepidation or there's a little bit of fear around something, feeling confident enough to have that and to voice that and to sit down with someone that you love, that is part of that problem perhaps and say, Hey, look, this, this makes me feel this. And I know it's probably irrational, but I'm feeling it being, being confident and capable of doing that. That's fucking powerful. And oh, I yeah. feel like, you know, a lot of the times we, we avoid conversations like that, whether it's with ourselves about yeah. our own actions and our that's own awesome. inability to respect oneself or whether or not it's a space of maybe a lack of boundary or respect being given somewhere else, you know, and I found that the year for me was one of just really taking ownership of, okay, well, I can see where my part is there in that and I'm going to get better. And so, you know, I, I've loved this year for the lessons, the learnings, the growth, the journey. I've loved it for falling in love with so many things in, in, a, in a time where it felt like there was a lot of hate. And I think maybe that's what it was for me. Like I was determined to overcome a lot of what I was seeing around me, but not with negativity and not with breeding more hate, but instead to come from a place of trying to understand and trying to, you know, 
be the best me because if my impact or footprint on this planet can be improved by what I do and how I feel and how I'm communicating, you know, myself, then, then that's the best I can do. That's what I'm here to do. And, and hopefully that gives some sort of positive impact on the planet moving forward. Right. So that's kind of the space I went with be the change I want to see was, I guess, my mantra for 2020. And, you know, shit, I'm still going, I'm still learning, I'm still evolving, but I feel like I'm going in 2021 for it. Right. Exactly. We're ready. We're taking on 2021. I, I know I am with a different lens, even a different mindset. I mean, I always find myself leaning towards a positive mindset, but because there was a lot of just suppression in the year, it was difficult, you know, and I think that's, that's why I went a little hiatus on some of the times, just because I'd rather not put anything out there. If it's going to be negative, I'm not going to put it out I was, the same. I was exactly the same and I even deliberately on occasions even to look to the detriment of my social media to the detriment of not being oh, like some of the ones that are a hundred percent all the time I can't fake it I'm not I'm not inauthentic and so if I don't have you know something positive to put out there or if I'm having a rough time I'll either flat out say hey shit's going sideways it looks like this sorry team you know I'm I'm not going to be presenting my best self or I'll share part of the you know, the challenge, or I just go quiet for a week because I'm spending time with my loved ones where it's meant to be spent, right? Like social media is a platform. It's a vehicle for a voice, but it is not your life. So, you know, people, I think hopefully 2020 taught us all that you should be living more through the relationships and the connections in your life than you should be through a digital connection, right? Or I fake relationships that. or fake relationships because right. social media accounts that you may follow. Oh, babe, I love you so much. Oh my I God, love babe. girlfriend, <laughs> but it's not, it's guys, it's just such a, it's no. such a fake world on the, exactly. there's, so, there's, there's little people. And I mean that, that are on social media are genuinely friends. Um, Ali and I are one of those few, like yeah, we exactly. genuinely are friends and uh, no. we connect on a deeper level. We are like-minded, you know, we, we, we really care, you know, for yeah, everything that we're, we're passionate. It, you know, so uh, I think that that's why it's really important to stay off social media at times and not go down the rabbit hole of comparison, as yeah. well as, you know, just really allocating that extra back to what we were referring to organizing your time and scheduling it correctly for whatever it is, whether if it's studying or working out, right, or meal prepping even, because exactly. you're going to always use that as an excuse that we don't have time. We always use that as an excuse. But social media, again, can guarantee you if you open your little screen time, that probably says you're on it for a minimum of like two to three hours a day. So if you, you can, you know, obviously allocate some of that time over to whatever is going to service you. Social media doesn't service you unless, and I, and, and I mean that, unless it's already a vehicle for your business, yeah. it's not really right. going to service you. It's going to make you feel lesser about yourself. Um, well, a lot of the time it does, right? We see that for a lot of situations, it actually has people questioning their worth, questioning mm-hmm. their place, questioning their current situation, circumstance, financial, aesthetic, whatever, right? chasing more 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 rather than just simply wanting to become more it's a very different thing so you know look i hope for 2021 for most people that it's still a continued internal uh you know pursuit for progress rather than just external i hope that people are transitioning in 2021 with a level of flexibility in their mindset because it's still not normal and we're still got a way to go I think before it will become so I hope people that are looking at the landscape of competing and doing so with a level of adaptability and agility you know be able to pivot left or right if shows change circumstance change schedules change 
take it like we did, put it in your stride, keep going, pivot, change your approach, you know, bring yourself up and out of a deficit if you need to and take yourself back into one layer, like whatever it is, just understand that there are things that are out of your control and trying to define your entire worth around a deadline, a stage, a date, a specific process is only going to set you up for destruction of inner peace, complete derailment of self-confidence and a shit experience. So just don't do that to yourself, you know, be as flexible as possible. And I would say, you know, to everyone, I encourage everyone in, in our team to do this. Try to always have something that's more than just looks. Try to have something that is more than just a goal for stage in your year around health and fitness. Think about a performance orientated goal. Think about something you want to improve in your health. Think about maybe gaining more understanding and nutritional literacy around the currency value of different you know, food sources. Think about ways you can flavor up your, your generic you know, 20 items you might constantly rotate in your fridge and make more you know, um, satisfying and tasty you know, recipes. Play, get playful, play with your food, play with your approach to fitness, play with your life. Yeah. But I would say, stop getting fixated don't restrict yourself. Don't define yourself on any one thing and become more fluid in the way you're approaching maybe what it is you want to get out of the year, um, the day-to-day, -day, your week. And I think if we definitely think about a deeper connection to self and to others rather than just abs, <laughs> we're going to have a much more fulfilling want abs. thing. To abs <laughs> are great, yo. But... Uh, <laughs> So are a lot of other things. And I guess my point is, I just really hope that a lot more people get a lot more flexible about, um, you know, not falling apart if something doesn't necessarily go to the letter as planned. You know, I've, okay. I've found my best life my best years in my life and my best outcomes and my best stages and my best physiques come with the more fluid that I create in me and my approach to what I do and the environment around me. And the more, adjustable that I am to the to these you know changing circumstances the better I become so I hope if I can impart on anyone as we progress in our podcast and our conversations with our guests and our multitude of you know various experts we're going to have coming on in different you know discussion points and topics I really hope that we can impart on you some of the things that we do some of the lessons we've made, maybe the hard way, and some of the things that we found that really, you know, have um, heightened what we experience day to day now in our successes, and we're still pursuing more. I hope that there's stuff you can take away and implement yourself that's going to help you. Yes, and I and I really hope that when you come on, you know, to the podcast, you're able to not just feel that we are relatable to you because we all started, and I'm and I know I started as just a <laughs> regular everyday girl going to the gym. Well. I, I'm sure some of you were scared. I was scared. I just, you need to start. And we really understand coming from, you know, the starting point of not doing um, weight training. I know Ellie and I have the experience of having a lot of years, um, you know, already in, you know, weight training and resistance training, but we understand we coach so many women worldwide, um, so many different situations and cases and backgrounds. Uh, it's very much so something we'd love to hear some topic suggestions, yes. things that you, you would love for us to discuss. Um, maybe of course, maybe some, some 
people guests that you'd want to see on the podcast as well. Uh, we want to bring as much information and knowledge and motivation uh, worldwide to, to women and empower them to know that you as a female can, you know, really put your mind and your work ethic, you know, into it and make it happen. So I, I, yeah. We're, we're, we're both very, um, we're both very down earth people. You're going to learn very quickly that there is, we might have many crowns, but there is a lot that is still quite, you know, I think um, grounded about us. And we will share with you the most hilarious failings and mishaps and shitty scenarios that we have personally dealt with overcome probably still face from time to time so you know you will feel at home with the fact that no matter what you think you might not be able to get through we probably face something similar and if we can do it and have still risen to the top i'm sure all of you can do the exact same thing in each of your respective lives um i also think that you know you asking us questions about the challenges you might be facing and any areas you'd love us to see cover will really help us to direct some of our you know um i guess anecdotes and also even some actual science and, and research-based you know evidence that we can provide for maybe some of the approaches that we take and why um yeah. to really help give you a lot of information and tools and resources that you can perhaps apply to your own set set of circumstances um so we will from time to time reach out and ask for you know suggestions on the facebook group if you're not already part of it you can find us on Facebook. We will have a link to the Facebook and the Instagram pages and all of our different modes of communication that we will attach to this episode and everything ongoing. We strongly recommend that you follow us on all platforms. Give us a thumbs up, rate, rate us and leave you know, comments and suggestions on what you'd like to see moving forward. Um, and our respective individual Instagram handles as well. You can find me at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro. And you can find the beautiful Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. So, yes, I am so excited to obviously hear a lot of suggestions, have the new guests. We're going to have some special, special guests on the podcast that you guys are going to be really excited to hear about. Um, but look, we really want to just really get the community of female empowerment and really understanding where you guys are coming from too. So we know the topics to really cover and know what you guys want to hear and know more about us. And there's probably way too many, way too much we can talk about. This is going to be, we're going to need all the seasons to come ahead. That's all I can say. <laughs> and, uh, and look, if there is anything that you would like to see post this episode that you'd like us to maybe, you know, sort of drill in on, and focus on that might be strategies or tips or tools for setting up success in 2021, please let us know. We can really hyper-focus on so many different zones within this. We just really wanted today to, you know, recap, share with you all a little bit of what it's looked like for each of us respectively. And then, you know, I guess give a bit of direction for where we're going with this. We'd love you all on the journey with us. We want to share in your journeys too. So thank you so much for tuning in to season one, episode one, and one of what will be very, very many to come. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.